No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. It's a it's a Grateful Dead centric kind of episode today and there's nothing better than the Grateful Dead family hooking you up with delicious food at Fire on the Mountain Fire here on in the mountain. Portland, three locations, two locations in Denver and they got a lot of stuff happening in the Fire on the Mountain world. Tell us about the beer apple. Well, I just get really excited, you know, just when you think they can't bring you anything delicious anymore like they've done so many good delicious things. They come out with their new beer, which is a vanilla bourbon coffee stout. Wait, what? what? I love vanilla. I love bourbon. <laughs> I love coffee. And I love stout beer. They put them all together. And I can't wait to try this. That's like Willy Wonka got inside your brain and made a beer out of yeah, your, like, what your what, brain loves. Like, what are four of your favorite things? Well, let's see, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they've done that with pretty much the whole menu over there at Fire on the Mountain. They got into all of our brains and were like, what is your favorite thing, yeah, sir? Yeah, because when madam? I saw that Nashville uh, hot chicken sandwich, I was like, what? Yeah. Do we need to make a special stop? For sure we do. And well, for sure so you do. do. You, yeah. And, and just to throw like another thing out there you mentioned it a minute ago like the sauces they keep coming up with blueberry serrano sauce yeah or creole dry rub chili lime all of them like you're not going to get bored and they even have stuff for you vegan people out there so don't feel bad if you're not into chicken wings or poultry products or other stuff you can go and have delicious vegan wings over there have a Awesome salad. That's right. Get some pizza. Anyway. Anybody and, can go. And if if you're not in Portland or Denver, don't feel left out. Nope, like we but, always say, you can go and you can get some of their merch. You can order their sauces to be delivered to your house to make your own awesome wings. That's right. You go to PortlandWings.com and check out what they got. They have some amazing swag over there. You can get a hoodie or a t-shirt. And then you can like rep the, the Grateful Dead and Fish family in the form of a, a restaurant stuff. Yeah. yeah. And, and if you want to look at them up on Instagram, um, FOTM PDX and FOTM Denver. Yeah, that's right. So go check them out. Fire on the Mountain, part of the family. When you go online to, to buy like lot clothes and stuff, it's it's hit or miss. And it's really cool when you find somebody that is making cool shit like all the time. Like every drop <laughs> they do is good and they never throw a stinker at you and that is what's happening with shop tour bus go to at shop tour bus on instagram or shop tour bus.com and 
check out what our friends over there are doing in the form of Grateful Dead song titles told in picture form. They've made their t-shirts like trading tapes. The t-shirts themselves are the, you know, 77 Cornell and like everything like those. They're special. And if you like the way that they feel, you will love having every single one of these items in your cute t-shirt collection for you. Like, I don't know. What am I going to wear to, you know, uh, fish Vegas? What am I going to wear to? I don't know. But you can do anything with these shirts. They're dope. Apple, what's the new one? Well, the new one, they 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 say they tweaked the knees and reshaped the surfboard a bit, and they're super stoked on this one. The estimated tees are now available oh, for shit. pre-order. So go over there, do your pre-order for the estimated profit. This design is so dope. It like it just it, it has everything California kind of in it. It makes just sense. Fitting. It's an estimated profit you'll, shirt. You'll get it in one of the uh, the new boxes. They now have the the new Terrapin shipper boxes that are ready. You just have to go over to see how dope these look. Yeah, it's like an all over printed box with their Terrapin station design on the inside, and it doesn't just come with the thing that you ordered in it. There's all kinds of extras, and some of you are even going to get yeah. Miracle Grateful Dead bootleg, bootleg cassette bootleg in your order, and make sure you put in the promo code No Simple Road, all one word when you check out, because they are hooking the family up with free shipping. So go check out shoptourbus.com or at shoptourbus on Instagram. You'll see what we're talking about. It's the best, of the best. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor. Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Mel Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, the Fab Foe and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp, happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available and spots are extremely limited. So visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. Hey everyone, Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast Inside the Musician's Brain is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration, and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening.
love how easily distracted the three of us are. Like we'll be getting ready to do this. And then it's just silence in the room. My fingers like poised over the record button and everybody's just like doing like, which of these kids is doing their own thing. <laughs> <laughs> Looking off in different directions. Yeah. Hey now, no simple road family. This is Aaron. It is Mel. And it is Apple. Yep. Yep. We're back with, look, check this out, everybody. What? This is our 300th episode. What? I didn't tell you guys Whoa. that before we started. I wanted to spring it on you right now. What? This Aww. is 300. What are we? And you know what we're doing to celebrate? What? Having the freaking Garcia birthday band That's on. Right. No Thank simple you. road. Thank you so much, guys, for being our 300th episode. I honestly am honored and grateful that it's you guys, our hometown band, somebody that came to our home in the very, in the very beginning. Yeah. You didn't know (laughs) us and we didn't know y'all and we (laughs) fell in love with each other. I think that that's safe to say. I hope I'm not overstepping my bounds. Oh no. No, I would would agree. But I feel like after you invited us backstage to hang out with you, that you (laughs) do love us (laughs) because we love you so much. And so thank you for being our 300th episode for like Peter, Scott, Murray, Adam, and Justin. Thank you so much. We love you. I, I was thinking about this earlier today that Garcia birthday band is, is going to be our 300th episode. And, it really, this is like kind of, this wasn't planned and, it, no. and and it just kind of worked out that way. And I was tripping out on it because when you'll hear the story in, in the conversation that we have, but when we very first moved to Portland, this was the, they were the first live music that we ever saw here. And they basically initiated us into the live music scene here in our new home when we moved here almost six years ago yeah i remember we went out to we went to edgefield yeah to go see we didn't know what was going we were going to see that jerry um, statue jerry statue that's there and it was his birthday wasn't Mm -hmm. it when Mm -hmm. we went and then we were awesomely surprised to hear this awesome music in the grove up the, at the little top. red shed but yeah and we're like who the hell is this and, and then they've been part of our life yeah. ever no. since yeah it's serendipitous that the garcia birthday band is the 300th episode of no simple road and you know the grateful dead family and the scene here in portland is unlike anywhere else i would say oregon is unlike anywhere else the um ethos of the grateful dead and the energy that the grateful dead created is alive and well in this part of the country and there's a lot of grateful dead magic here and you know like the land that the oregon country fair is on and just the history yeah Venita and and all of it like it the land itself is steeped in that energy and so it creates a certain kind of scene here that's unlike any place else and so to have that kind of scene needs the kind of band that can support that. Mm, yeah. Do you understand yes, what I'm I saying? Do. And yes. and these there guys a, are a great it. need for that here. Yeah. And, and it wouldn't allow subpar <laughs> no. to be no. <laughs> yeah. It just wouldn't happen. And so it was a really like huge relief for the Apple and I, when we got here and we saw that to find that that was what, 
was tending the fire here. Yeah, that's our welcome, <laughs> like our welcome mat. Like, yeah, what? This is what we have to look forward to. And, and I'm it's so just proud built. of yeah, and I'm so proud of them that they're going to be at Skull and Roses this year too. Yeah, that's man. a huge thing that you'll listen to in the show too. And, and we'll they're, be there too. They're they're also going to be since you threw that yeah. up. They're they're doing the gym and jam show down in Arizona. They're going to be closing out that. They're down closing there. out gym and jam. Yeah. Wow. When's gym and jam? It is February third through the fifth. I love that wow. you have to put on your reading glasses to look at your phone. I do. You know you can make I'm, the text bigger on your phone. I brother. do. I'm getting older. Well, it's the same thing. Also, you said <laughs> speak, you said you uh, you were talking about magic earlier. We got to pull uh, tarot cards with the guy. That's how but, this thing. That's starts. how the whole thing started, yeah. and that was really special too. And yeah, yeah, and I'm excited for y'all to listen to this episode. But it was a lot of fun. But. I just want to stop for a second with you two for real. Put your phone down for a second, bro. Take my glasses Take off. Take your glasses okay. off. Like for real, for real. Yes. <clears throat> no Simple Road started on, uh, was record. The first episode was recorded on <clears throat> July 4th, 2017. 17. And uh, was released in August. And when it started, the first episode was just me on the porch by myself with a little snowball, blue snowball microphone and telling the story of going to my first Grateful Dead show. And at that time, there was no concept for the show beyond talking about getting turned on to music and the Grateful Dead. And I... um a lot has happened in five and a half years between that sitting down on the porch to where we're sitting right now and doing what we're doing. And it is a fucking trip to think about that. This has happened thus far with the three of us and no simple road. And that we're 300 episodes in like that's bananas. That's, just think like, let that sink in for a second, but 300 and it's actually more because, yeah, because of the other ones we don't, we don't number numbers on, but this is our 300th like, uh, interview. Uh, yeah. Conversation uh, yeah. official. And I have to say that it is 100% because of you that, that listen to the show that we have made it this far. Because without you guys, there's no audience and we're talking into a vacuum. That we'd be back to doing what we were doing before your son got you that snowball just hanging out together talking. Hanging out on the patio talking to each other. But <laughs> with well, no audience. I, I'd like to say, um, you know, if we're stopping for a moment, I like to say, you know, without you, Aaron, without you, babe, there would be no simple ro- no, no simple road. Like straight up. So Yes, we've continued it for f- five years, 300 episodes, but I think that maybe like a little fucking moment for my man and f- for the creator of something that so many people find enjoyment out of. So many people enjoy these interviews. I think that when y- you don't, sometimes people don't realize their impact in the moment and that's a good thing because mm-hmm. egos get out of control. However, every now and then it's also necessary to throw wood onto the fire to keep it going. 
and to know that you're doing a service and a job that's not just good for your soul, but also good for other people's soul. People need to be reminded of that. Like, and if it wasn't for you that one day, you could have let that microphone sit. Mm -hmm. You could have just been like, oh, that's cool, Simon. Thanks. But you actually did something with it. And then even further, you posted it and created a thing and an action and a movement that Apple and I get to fucking reap the benefits of that people that listen to the show get the benefit of. I think even the musicians that have been on the show have benefited from awesome conversations and like publicity and support and, um, you know, people knowing about them. This has been such a big thing to a lot of people. And I just want to say thank you properly because it, I love you and I, you should know it. Thanks. I appreciate that. I love you too. I love you too, babe. And I, it's awesome. If you, if you guys could see that they they were just looking at each other and that, that was super sweet. And I'm glad to witness that and be part of this as well. Yeah, man. I, I, I don't, I can't imagine what our life would be like without this. It now that it's here, it's like having a kid like before the child is there your life is going on and it's one way and then you have a kid and your life is different after that. And, and you're, you can't imagine your world without the kid in it. Right. And that's how I feel about this. I, it is the, one the, way before we've described after. it the entire time for this five and a half years. I remember we used to be like, it's an infant still it's in its infancy. And then it was going through its terrible twos and then this <laughs> and that. And then we were like, okay, now it's no longer even an adolescent. Now it's like a grown up. Yeah. When you're five years stuff old itself, because look at the, the friendships and everything that this has birthed. Like, our, wild. well and it's you amazing know, what it has become and what it does on its own uh, with us you know it's it's just amazing where it's at now even the hard lessons that no simple road has brought into our life like you know without getting too personal like it's brought people in and out of our life that's been painful you know like yeah, yeah. that is another thing and you know being a family if you are part of a family you know how um messy and uh chaotic being a part of a family can be and relationships and trust all kinds of shit gets broken and damaged and (coughs) excuse me that happens in any kind of a group setting so i just want to you know acknowledge thank you aaron's giving me a drink (laughs) He understands that. I just want to. I, I just want to acknowledge all of it, not just the good parts, but all the the struggle parts too. That's been hard, you well, know. They the Grateful Dead said, like when you said that the lyric comes to my head: "Seasons change and roses die." Yeah, and that's the truth, man. Yes, it's the truth, Ruth. Seasons change and roses die, and and this thing has gone through a lot of um, seasons. Yes, and and it's. And it's slated to go to more seasons. Yeah, and it's it's only moving on up. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm honored to be able to do it. And it's exciting. And it's the single most fun thing I've ever gotten to do. Even when it's a pain in the ass and I don't feel like it and I'm tired or I have to stay up till midnight 
and put the show out or whatever. Like I get to do that shit. Yeah. I get it, to. And it always gives us what we need. Yeah. It yeah, always man. does. We, we've had it. We've had maybe very few and far between, but we've had times when all three of which is very rare that the three of us are just kind of worn out. Things have been rough and everything. And we come down and we do this. We do our conversations. We do our intros. We do our weekly rewind. It always rejuvenates us and gives us what we need because of all of you listening. Yeah. And I just wanted to take a minute and say a heartfelt from the bottom of my soul. Thank you to everybody that's ever been on the show and especially to all of you that listen. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for trusting us with your ears every week and for letting us entertain you and be with you and spend time with you and you looking forward to it and us being here and like all of it. Just thank you so much, everybody for being part of this thing with us and going on the ride. Cause we're all on it together, man. And it's been the biggest fucking trip of my entire life. And I've been through some serious trips. So <laughs> that's saying something. And, and this is definitely the, most prolonged psychedelic journey I have ever been on is no simple road. And I am so grateful for it. And for all of you out there, man, you, you mean the world to us. And I hope you know that. So, yeah. And if you didn't, now you now do. You do. <laughs> <laughs> You've been told. So yeah, yeah that's so 300 episodes in. That's what I'm saying. Dang. I can't believe it. I, I remember Donna was our Donna Jean Godshaw was our 200 episode. And I remember I was like 300 is a long way away, man. And it seems like five minutes ago. Well, that's one of those things like time is so weird. Sometimes it feels like it was yesterday. Sometimes it feels like it was 10 years ago, Mm. like all all depending on where you're at and what you're feeling. It's, but that, I mean, that's an accomplishment in anything in any field yeah 300 300 shows 300 you know steaks served 300 (laughs) whatever 300 that that's a lot and and the biggest thing to me of all of it through all of this 300 episodes 99.999 percent of it has been all positive feedback We've never had anybody on the show that wouldn't want to come back or hasn't come back again. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Our listeners, so many. uh, I mean, every time we go somewhere and we get to meet more of you, you become friends. We have more communications going on with people than ever. That keeps building. And, I mean, here we are. We're sitting here in January. Everybody is already planning their year like fish just announced spring oh, yeah. tour. We know peach festival, you know, all the festival that this is where the excitement in like the beginning of the year, everybody's planning everything. And it's going to be so awesome to get out there and personally get to meet more of you, hang out with you, hug you boogie, have a good time. Oh, and I just thought of something else that needs to be announced as well. Along with our 300 up 300th episode, we have a, a new producer. Of No Simple Road. Yeah, that happened just last night, actually. we uh, I would like the No Simple Road family to welcome the new producer of No Simple Road. His name is Corey, 
and you will know him as Sky Dog Disciple or Corey. And uh, he has offered his production services to the show and, and we took him up on it. And he is he is the master behind, uh, mastermind behind the quiz shows, which we so enjoyed. And from what we've heard, you all have too. Yeah. And uh, I that is, you know, who to thunk it. I really appreciated our um, conversation, Sky Dog, um, yesterday when we were working out the details of this producer position. (laughs) You will get your name tag shortly. I I actually did print out the the, um, employee handbook for you, too. And uh, so that'll be coming in the mail. And make sure you do send us the urine sample and stool sample, Corey, because that's that's. But you know, you're not officially hired until we get that stuff. Anyway, yeah, and that's a monthly thing, by the way. <laughs> At least Aaron makes me do it for some reason. I don't know. Yeah, don't worry about it, man. Um, he thinks it's Aaron. <laughs> it's Darwin. Oh God. Anyway, let's get back Gross. to the show. Thanks, everybody, for being amazing members of the No Simple Road family. We love you so much, and. If you see us out anywhere, please come give us a hug, man, and tell us you listen to the show, and we'll give you a sticker, and we'll boogie down together and do the thing. Anyway, we are going to do the business so we can get you to this interview with our brothers from the Garcia Birthday Band. Follow No Simple Road if you don't already, at No Simple Road on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. Go to nosimpleroad.com and you can sign up for the No Simple Road newsletter there. You can get No Simple Road merch. You can sign up for a tarot reading with the Grateful Dead tarot deck with Mel and I there. Um, Yeah. What else? I just lost my train. Oh, there it is. You can go to patreon.com forward slash No Simple Road and you can become a patron of No Simple Road. And please, everybody that is a current patron or if you were thinking about becoming a patron of No Simple Road, just know that I put Corey in charge of our Patreon. So there should be new something coming up there at some point soon. So that's going to be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> We're excited about we that. We are yeah. very excited about that. Um, no pressure, Corey. And uh, <laughs> you signed up for it. Yeah, right. <laughs> we uh, didn't come knocking on your door, Corey. Remember that. But if you want to do something you. for the show that doesn't cost any money, I mean, it's cool if you donate on Patreon because we get to keep doing the show if you do that. But if you want to do something that doesn't cost anything, you can go on Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. And we don't have any January reviews, do we? We do not yet. Wow. Sad well, report. Oh, I just looked guys, it up. But January's not over, though. Oh, yeah. No, we, yeah, we still got time. Nope. nope I'm Come sad on. now. Don't let us start our year all lame. Oof. That's 300 <laughs> yeah. episodes. Yay. No, no reviews. reviews. <laughs> yeah. We're going to get one for this <laughs> 300th episode. So, yeah. So. If you're listening to the Garcia Birthday Band episode, because you love them so much and you could not wait to listen to them on this episode, do us a favor and head over to Apple and just do a s- simple review. Like, cool interview, guys. I loved it. They're great. Saw them New Year's. They rocked it out. Whatever. That would be so helpful and so sweet and kick our new year outright. Right. Yeah. Dar- uh, Darwin just got sad and walked across the room, laid down on his yeah. bed. He was like, oh, no review, man. This sucks. Anyway. So, well, and then, well, there's also something else that doesn't cost a dime, which we love, which is calling the tepid line. That's true. At 971-808-1524. That's 1524. 971-808-1524. Look, it's open mic night. Call the tepid line. You could say whatever you want. Boom. 
There it is. Yeah. Leave a show review. Show review. Show review. Tell we know you're going to shows because we're going to shows. Everybody's going to shows. Let's hear okay. about it. Well, do you want to talk about um, your the Garcia birthday band that we saw on New Year's Eve or the day before New Year's Eve? I just wanted to say thank you so much, gentlemen, for getting us in, for making Peter. You came all the way up to the find us. Outside. <laughs> I, so sweet. Like, just... Our relationship with you, we cherish it, and thanks for putting on an incredible show and an awesome kickoff to a end of the year. And we love you. Yeah, man, that the Garcia birthday band community that is here in Portland is a funky bunch, man. It, it it's deep. It, that's like deep family. Yep. It's awesome. It, we, you see a lot of the same people, and I got to say, for that show, it was all. I'd never been to Mission Theater yet. Oh yeah, it's really and cool, what a yeah. welcome that was. It's another McMinniman's property that's just amazing, and w- w- what a night. I mean, everybody danced their butts off and had a great time, and it helped us. It was the day before New Year's, but it helped us ring in the New Year, mm-hmm. like feeling really good. Mm-hmm. So hey, everybody. You ready? 300? This is it? 300. All right. All right. Here we go. Without further ado, the No Simple Road crew gives you the Garcia, Garcia birthday, birthday Band.
show you, but you drive me back. Your love for me has got to be real. You only know just how I feel. Love is real, but not fake. feel like being patient right now. Sick and I don't need no guidance. Nope. I know where I'm going. I'm fed up with all that. It's hippie bullshit. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> all right. How are we closing this, this set out? For everybody listening, Mel's pulling a card. Oh, I just started Addicts of my okay. life. You got the attic? So what? It's time for you to chill out and go Look, inward. Contemplate your mortality. Your, your navel. Yeah. Look at that. I mean, that is 
you could look out of any window, any morning, <laughs> any evening, any day, any window. Yeah, basically. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So, well, I are you gonna? read this uh, i guess i'm gonna read that well i guess i mean we were just not you, gonna read you, the last part you gotta do it i, I gotta do everything i gotta pick yeah i gotta do my own <laughs> all right right here you too um, solitude oh. retreat and meaning inside the attic a solitary figure sits with his back resting upon a trunk full of memories the figure focuses his gaze on a heart radiating with roses of abundance and bolts of creativity the addicts ask you to step away from the world of material pursuit and focus on your inner path. Wow. That's how we close out the set. Focus on your own shit. Makes sense that the final song would be addicts. Yep. I So, hi, everybody. Hey. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Hello. We're here with the Garcia Birthday Band, or three of the members of the Garcia Birthday Band. Why don't you guys introduce yourselves for everybody listening? I'm Scott Gillen. Uh, I play bass. And vocals. Peter Bach, rhythm guitar, vocals. Murray Gussick, I play the drums. What's up, Murray? No vocals from Murray. <laughs> so, no, vocals? no vocals? You don't get any vocals, Murray? <laughs> no, nobody wants we'll, to hear we'll me We'll force him let to Murray eventually. Sing. <laughs> we're making, we're making sure it's let Murray sing. Make Murray sing. <laughs> make, <laughs> make, make Murray sing. Yeah, yeah force Murray like to sing. <laughs> well, welcome back. It's, it's good great to, to be back. It's great to be back. Aww. It's we're stoked. Yeah, it's cool to have you guys here. Scott, again. is your last name Killin or Killing? G- Gillen. Gillen. With a G. Gil. Oh, Gillen. Like Ian Gillen from Deep Purple. Oh, okay. Hi. Yeah, man. Last time you guys were here, we were in our basement. Yeah. Yep. And it was like, was it 2017? I want to say yes. Because we hadn't gone to Costa Rica yet. So we were just getting ready or we're gonna go to Costa Rica. Wow. You guys had, had not actually been here all of that long Mm-mm, when no. we were here no. last time. Well, wow. We moved here June 2016, and me and Aaron immediately in the first week or two yeah, of being here went out to uh, Edgefield, and it was Jerry's birthday. We went to go see the sculpture, and that's when we first saw you guys and said, found yeah, out yeah. who you were. Yeah. It, wow. You guys were our... Um, and do you remember initiation? And also, do you remember when we did the Grateful Dad um, rut race? Yeah, for two years. Oh yeah, and you guys played the Grateful Dad five. We did, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, earliest gig. Yep, the earliest. Yeah, we had to be. Our call was like seven fifteen a.m. Nobody wants that. Oh my god. Okay, no, so how do you open that set? That's what I want to know. I don't remember what we played first, actually. I'd have to go back and look, but I, I think it was I think we kind of eased into it. Like, <laughs> yeah, let's not rage too hard at the beginning. Long wanna, distance runner. Don't want to strain anything. <laughs> <laughs> and we definitely we definitely played that. We did. I, I, and I, is that fire on the mountain? That is, yes. fire. Yeah, that is fire yep. on the mountain. That's how we started this whole shenanigan. Here. <laughs> but yeah, you guys had been here. I think it was probably, it would have been in maybe January of, of 2017. Wow. That really, we I weren't. Think, because we went to Costa Rica like the following month. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Okay. So I like how Costa sense. Rica is your, your like Mark. In With time. you guys. So yeah. You guys for sure. That's yeah. right. That is cool. <laughs> You know, for for us coming from Vegas and like where we were in our heads when we moved up here, it was a really big deal for us to find you guys waiting 
here musically for us. It, it was, was huge. It was a huge deal. And it was even a bigger deal to have to know that you guys were so amazing. And right when we got here, we got to have you in the house. It felt really special and we felt like really welcomed. At least I did welcome them by the city and the community. And the scene, yeah. Yeah, and the scene. It was it was very cool. And like like we were talking about in the kitchen, the things have changed for us dramatically and for you guys. And none of it was really planned for us. Like this has all just been us doing this kind of made it up. Yeah. <laughs> and that first couple of years was super intense. Like there was a lot of, a lot of motion that happened and having you guys there for us really like it grounded us in, yeah. the, in the scene. And I'm just really grateful to you guys for that. Yeah. That's really nice to hear. Well, that's thank well, you. thank you. I mean, it's, it's been, it's been a pleasure watching your thing just kind of take off since we were last year. I mean, it's, it's, it's been incredible to, to watch and all the people that you've interviewed and do you listen to the show? Scott? I do. Oh yeah. Yeah. He was uh, saying that I, you, I haven't heard all the episodes. Of course not. I've heard, there's a, a lot I've of, heard a lot of them. I mean, you've, you've interviewed everybody from Gans where you name checked us in that episode and, uh, <laughs> Jay Lane and, uh, John Cadlesic. Mm. uh, you, you, I mean, you guys interviewed Karen Mooney Lasher. Yeah. You guys yes. have interviewed Bodie Mojo and Jack and all those guys. So, yeah, it's been really cool to watch how you guys and who you've interviewed over the many years. It's been you guys are covering a lot of ground. Mm, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Thank you for that outside perspective, because it when we're doing it, we're not at least maybe we're coming to the point where we're going to be more, more goal oriented or more specific. But up to this point, we just kind of made it up. Aaron be like, this will be cool. I'll be like, Oh, that's cool. And we just kind of grew, grew from there. But now we can see that it's like really created a highlight on the scene that we all love being in so much. Well, and, and one of the things for us too, and this is something I wanted to talk to you guys about was like the grateful dead community is so rich and like the songbook is so deep but for us it came to a point where it was like okay we need to start like reaching outside the grateful dead scene specifically for what we're doing just because it, it started with us going and seeing pigeons playing ping pong and i was like oh shit there's like because there's a wider music scene that i'm not paying any fucking attention to sure and it opened up all these doors for me musically. And I started listening to a whole bunch of other stuff and like, but it, the question I have for you guys is like continually playing grateful dead music and being a grateful dead tribute band. How, how do you keep it fresh for yourselves? I know that it's improv and it's not always the same, but it's the same framework all the time. So how do you do that? Well, if I, if I can answer that, I mean, first of all, I think there's a difference, and you have to make a, a, a delineation between a tribute band like DSO, okay. okay, where each person plays a particular role. You know, Eaton sings the Bob songs, Matson mm. sings the Jerry songs, Skip sings the occasional Phil song. Okay, like, we don't we don't approach it like that at all. All right, I think for us, and I, I the, the thing that the thing that keeps it fresh is that we're more like. Uh, Come a little closer. Oh, there you go. We're more like a, a jazz yes. band in the effect that we're playing from a, a huge book. 
the dead's the dead's book of standards is massive right yeah it includes everything from you know bluegrass to jazz to avant-garde i don't even know what the fuck it is music (laughs) to disco and all that and by kind of approaching it from that sort of standpoint we're able to kind of change and every if if like a new member shows up it changes the way that we integrate or interact with the music um Mm. but so i think that's kind of the main thing is that we approach it with sort of a not not a laissez-faire attitude, but just kind of a anything goes attitude. Mm. And I mean, lately, the set lists, you know, the typical standard format of the Dead Show is two sets with a break. Yeah. And there's first set songs and second set songs. And we've kind of gotten to the point where we're, we basically have said, okay, we're not going to play that game anymore. Anything can be a first set song. Anything can be a second set song. And there can be space jams anywhere, literally all the time. And any other song can be inserted in the middle of a particular song. Right. So it doesn't have to be Scarlet Fire. No. It doesn't have to be. Estimated Eyes. It doesn't have to be Franklin's Tower after Help Slip. Okay. Mm -hmm. Ramble on Rose, Wharf Rat, back into Ramble on Rose. This is my favorite thing I'm hearing you say because that... I, I get bored easy. I have lots of energy. And so I put my energy in no, lots really? of different places. <laughs> and so I l- love going to the dead, um, anything because it ha- gives you that feeling, it th- that certain feeling. But for somebody who needs to have some kind of um, thought and, and spontaneity and newness and freshness along with familiarity, that's important. I, I totally agree. It It is, I think, going back to, just the fundamentals of the um, catalog and how immense it is. Yeah. Then there's no other catalog that would allow. No. Yeah. No, there's not right. a Willie Nelson cover band in every city. It just <laughs> no. isn't. Yeah. Or Zeppelin. Or- so how did you have to change and adapt when Murray joined? Well, well, to be fair, <laughs> when we started playing with Murray, the musicianship collectively, because Murray's such an excellent an intuitive player all of us responded and our the musicianship collectively w- increased Whoa. leagues just it mean like instantly really oh yeah murray what's your musical background because you were saying that you weren't too into the dead and i was yeah i was brand new to the dead um i start i'm a rock drummer basically oh um, yeah and i kind of started late in life uh i did a lot of stuff in marching percussion Okay. Like drum corps and that sort of thing. That was like my life and world. Like in um, high school or middle school or? High school marching band. And then I went to, I grew up in Southern California. Then I moved to Northern California and joined a drum corps called the Santa Clara Vanguard and was involved with that as a player and a teacher for a lot of years. But that's high level playing. It's very technically oriented and you're, you're scrutinizing, you know, sextuplets and you know 30 second notes and these tiny partials of a beat and that was you know and you have to do that and train other people to do that at a high level to compete so as a you know as a player um with in my own journey uh it's been a it's been a process of trying to forget all of that oh (laughs) yeah and so one of the things that drew me to this project um, and why I threw my name in the hat was because, <laughs> I mean, selfishly, I saw a great opportunity to push myself 
further in that in that regard. Um, and so once in, I in the improvisation, improvisation and, and just letting in. go, being in the moment, being more organic, yeah. listening, being open to whatever happens musically in the moment, learning a new skill, basically like a new way of playing something that you've always learned how to play. Totally. I mean, if you knew me 10 years ago, you'd, you'd be like, well, that dude, that is the last dude that would ever be in a Grateful Dead <laughs> project. So wow. there was something oh, so about what, that. What was your aura back then or your vibe back then? Uh, well, geez, I'm not sure what my aura Intense. was. But you know what I mean? Like what, yeah. what kind of energy were you putting out that you would say that, oh, was that guy would never. More technical. Well, that, yeah, that's like very structured. And yeah. Then each step away from But structure. you also said you're a rock drummer. So structure and rock to me don't necessarily go. Well, we're the same age and you grew up as a drummer, I'm sure, listening to Rush. Yeah, I was weaned on Rush. For okay. Sure. <laughs> weaned on Rush. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and actually, I mean, Scott and I share a lot of, uh, we're about the same age and well, actually we're exactly the same yeah. age pretty much. Um, so we share a lot of, you know, 80s rock love and yeah. Dio and Dio. Black Sabbath <laughs> and Nazi oh, and all those bands. Um, so that's, you know, that's kind of my home base and I've dabbled in some other styles, but you know, I was, I was just more of a, you know, an aggressive player, I guess. Um, you know, like being being in this project has encouraged me to relax oh. as a musician. That's that, you know, to me, it's music, learning music and becoming a musician is like a lot like learning a language. And mm. to me, this sounds like learning a dialect of mm -hmm. the language that you already know. It's very much like that. I, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, the more the more you speak and the more you practice with other speakers, native speakers or, you know, bilingual people you get better at it and you get better by playing with uh, musicians well for me anyway my playing has always improved when I play with musicians who are demonstrably better than me better See, better or different both because I, I mean if somebody's well, okay what's, well, yeah what's oh, I guess you're right I was gonna say what's better but you're right somebody playing yeah I, if I got on stage with them they're better yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's just that's the way it is. That's the way it is. Okay, you're right. And that pushes, <laughs> yeah, that pushes you to be better. Yeah, oh, it, absolutely. I mean, it, if if you uh, if you're a, if you're a, a, a hobbyist tennis player and you're used to playing with people at the local tennis courts, and then you know a Nick Bolateri person shows up. Right. I mean, I'm gonna just watch them you're gonna get, get smoked. all the yeah. tape well you're gonna get smoked but you're also gonna learn a lot yeah from seeing true. like what they do or don't do yes well that's that's one thing i love about this whole community in this scene like you guys do you were so before we started recording you were telling us a little story about doing the after party show for string cheese incident this like jam band dead community local up here what's so awesome is like you were just saying is the people joining each other on stage all the time and that 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 changes the game and pushes everybody to be better. You learn more, like you just said. That's I love the camaraderie. Everybody is like a cheerleader for everybody else. Mm -hmm. And you were just mentioning like growing up in the eighties rock, that wasn't the case. Like I remember, it, I went to every Dio show, every Iron Maiden, every Scorpions, and there was a huge barrier between the band and the you, audience. Yeah. And, and it wasn't like, oh, Bruce Dickinson's going to join Scorpions, you know, on stage and to do that live in this world of where everybody supports each other and pushes each other. That's what 
keeps it really fresh too. You never know what you're going to get when you go to a show. Well, and the Deadheads are unique. Well, I mean, not anymore, but initially in the you know in the late '80s when I was turned on to the Dead, running into the Deadheads, the way that they followed the stats. There was no other band. I'd never encountered that. And I mean, I'm a music nerd and, you know, grew up reading liner notes on albums. Yeah. Yeah. For years and years. And then finally running into the deadheads where it's like, oh man, this whole group of people does that. And I mean, they're, it's not even about the songs that they're playing now. They're talking about songs that they played like a week ago or that they haven't played in, you know, a decade. Yeah. That kind of stuff. So, yeah, it's absolutely. I mean, that 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 didn't exist, you know, when you were going to Metallica shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, I think that's part, very of, true. part of what, like... It was very interactive. And, until Billy Strings opened for Metallica. And then, <laughs> then he made it happen. He's, yeah. he's, he's kind of his own thing, that's for sure. Yeah. The, that whole thing that you're talking about, though, is part of what's so amazing about mm-hmm. the community and the music. I can't, I can, well, there's a couple of other bands that are close, but this thing is a very peculiar animal and the community that's around it is really special. And that was one of the things that really blew me away about you guys when we moved up here was it wasn't just you and your playing that were amazing. There's a whole infrastructure of people that support that support you guys, and and it's fucking amazing to yeah. see. I, so I wonder because we we're starting to see it too with what we do. We there's a group of people that take care of us, help us. There's people yeah. that are reaching out with ideas for the show and like all all that stuff, but. When you join a band and you just play music because you love Grateful Dead music, you're not thinking about caring for a community of people. And that's now part of your job. How does that factor in for you guys? Peter? <laughs> yeah, come on, Peter. You've been quiet over there. I have been a little quiet. Um, that's a tough question. It, it, well, it's a, you know, it's a symbiotic relationship <laughs> because they very much care for us. Right. To, that you know they buy the tickets and they show up and they give the energy that makes this whole thing possible connects the circuit as phil always says mm-hmm. uh it's a real it's a real thing that's it, true uh so i th- i think it's mutual and and it's interesting because we had that you know that 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 come to jerry moment at the beginning of the pandemic is how is this how is this scene gonna that we've worked so hard gonna survive Survive. and what can we do and we did everything to you know behind the scenes to just throw out ideas of how you know what what can we do to keep to keep keep us out in front and to keep this community going because there there will be a time where we'll be playing again and and you felt like how do we oh very much so yeah i was fucking freaking out man i i was like is music coming back I was well, sure I got, you know, I, I think all of us got to that point at, at some point, but, but still holding the, yeah. you know, okay, we can do it. You know, we ended up doing, uh, just some live streams in a parking lot on a, in a business parking lot on a Sunday with nobody around That's and, so cool. and, you know, getting a thousand people to tune in and, wow. and dig in with us. So. But it's wow. weird. It was, that was cool in that 
we were able to continue what we were doing before the pandemic happened. But without the people there, yeah. it's like it was completely bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't even us. imagine what that feels like. I mean, I, I guess the only thing I could think to equate it to would be like recording an album, maybe. In the, in the, yeah, in the looking at the details of everything. Yeah. And, and like, and like really nobody listening. there and like the song ends and there's no applause. Yeah. It was you pretty. stop and wait for the applause. And it was like, pretty oh, strange. Wait. There's. And then there were a couple of times when a random person would appear like walking through the, an adjacent like parking lot where we were. Mm-hmm. And they would just show up and be like, what are you guys, what is this? What are you guys doing? <laughs> What's what happening? What, what, what are you doing? I mean, it, I mean, I mean, we didn't have a PA system set up because we're all on in-ear monitors. Yeah. So it's, it's you, know, they, mul- you know, multi cameras set up everywhere and, you know, and a couple of texts running doing? around. What, what, what is, what is this? And then we would just say, listen, you know, you can't, you can't be here. <laughs> yeah. Go, go away. <laughs> you need to leave. We're keeping the music alive. And people, man. you know, there were, there were people that kind of figured out where we were. Oh shit. And they were like, Oh, well we'll just show up there. And it's like, don't show up there. Cause we're, that's uh, not the deal here. We can't, we can't can create issues. We're but, just trying to fill a void that we are all feeling. Well, and, and I mean, for a while there during the pandemic, the streams, everybody was streaming. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I, I I loved it because it was like, oh, this is great. I can watch X band in their studio and this is super cool. But mm-hmm. after a while, I think everybody, myself included, got kind of Burnt worn out. out on that. Mm-hmm. Oh, damn. Oh, yes. I, I remember saying, I, I will not watch another stream. I can't. I can't do it no more. I'm done. Yeah, you had a hard, really hard time with watching the streams, yeah. Aaron. And it's like I know it's not the same. It other just than made me the one sad. the real stand exactly. It was upsetting. Yeah, it just yeah. made me sad. And one one of the biggest standouts that we watched part was when Trey did it, when they did <sighs> the, beacon the beacon jams. jams, and he's turned around facing the back wall so you could see the Beacon Theater and Empty. then stopping after a jam and just. That, that particular show for me anyway was different that one i could hope in it i could feel that one yeah. that was the thing that like was weird for me it was like a a psychic disconnect from the music i could like hear it but the thing wasn't happening it, that circuit wasn't connected right. and it was disconcerting it was like having my equilibrium off i, I was like i'm not fucking doing that i don't like that that's not yeah. how i do this <laughs> yeah but the beacon jams were different i felt that one man that was like okay things okay. i feel like everything might be all right here well and because we didn't do the streams that often how many how many do we do all together like eight four or okay okay four to eight somewhere some six we didn't do a lot of them mm-hmm. and because of that because we weren't doing it like every week or every two weeks or even monthly the demand oh yeah did not lessen when we finally did start doing in-person shows again because the deadheads are insatiable, insane people anyway. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So there, and there's way more deadheads now than there were even I before think, the pandemic. Before the pandemic. Weird. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, so weird. I know it's crazy. It's crazy. It, it's the thing that I, I'm an older head now. I'll just say it out loud. You're a grandfather. I know. Fuck. Grandpa. And. I see the young generation of heads and I'm like, what the fuck? 
it it's so weird and now i know how those old cats felt seeing me come through and like it's do, do you ever go so up and ask them like hey how did you how, what are oh, you yeah. doing here uh, what are you no, doing what do they say <laughs> no how did you get well here? <laughs> i i think there's a couple of answers that i've gotten like in different formats one of them is my uncle That's my older uncle common. has always been into the dead and when i turned however old i went with him to j-rad or dead and company sure and then the other one is i john mayer john mayer I yep. hear, that's the most that's I hear the with, with the um, like the kids that are our daughter's age and stuff like that. They they came through John Mayer. They loved him. Mayer and legitimized he, it, dude. Well, and, that, and that's for one, this generation. Yeah. He absolutely did. And he, then they find all all the old heads were kind of like you know however they were whether they were for it against it. He's loved a pretty it. divisive figure. Yeah, I mean, there's um, I think two camps. But like you, could, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you kind of said um, deadheads are insatiable and they're statisticians and they it's a very particular kind of person that is a deadhead. We like our licorice. Yeah, um, true. But bringing in Mayer it helped to revive and like you guys were saying, totally throwing out the first set, second set song thing. Like that's what John Mayer did. That's what the dead did with John Mayer. They like threw in this wild card and they're like, this is what it is. This is what we're evolving the dead music to be. And you either love it or hate it. So so people are going to be like, oh, you know, 97 or, you know, 2020s. Hell no. Like, (laughs) well, and that's what we've gotten too from talking to people like, like it's super fun to walk around in the law, like at Skull and Roses, walking around doing the podcast, talking to younger people and approaching them. Because the other answer we've got, which is also is some of the local uh, younger bands up here to see them so into the stats and everything. And be able to talk about shows from the seventy. I mean that we've heard that like we've heard that from several people. It's it's like True. man, I just like they kind of discovered it from their uncle or on their own, and the next thing you know, they're doing the deep dive into everything. And then sometimes it's caught me off guard. Aaron's much more of a stats person than like me and Mel are with oh, it. Yeah, I don't know. I and and like lyric, lyrical wise and everything too. The, some, some of the stuff I hear coming out of these like 20 year olds mouths it's like oh my god I think I knew that back in like you know 89 90 <laughs> 91 and there and it's keeping it so alive and it and it's created so many more bands that have come out of it that have that influence and that's what's amazing about that's what, definitely what true fair, what happened with fairly well and then the kickoff of dead and company after that it just lit a fire well, back under that whole community and we would be bereft if we didn't mention Skull and Roses for you guys, man. Like, yeah. So we're super excited. Wow. We're we're stoked that you're going, man. I was great. I was stoked to run into you guys yeah. like Aww. the first day that I was down there. Yes. I, I think I was I would have been there. I'd been on the on the on the the grounds maybe for ten minutes. And I don't remember the band that was playing when I ran into you guys. But what I do remember is they were they did cats under the stars into a duke ellington song oh shit and back into cats and it was like a good 30 minute you know meltdown and i was like oh man we have to play down here because we're just gonna level this place Mm -hmm. it's gonna be awesome I, i here's the thing man like if you hear from the outside of the thing you hear five day grateful dead 
tribute festival. There are people that would just tear their hair out. It's like, it's like are you yes. fucking, come on, man. Kill me now. Yeah, like, no. But here's the thing. It is the dopest shit ever. It There's something magical about those grounds, first of all. I don't know. Oh, it's hallowed, there, hallowed there, space. Yeah, yeah. There is yep. a lot of mojo there. And then it, and we've said this a billion times, like it's the closest thing that I have experienced in my adulthood to what I experienced on the lot in the eighties and nineties. Well, and part of it for this, this time in 2022 was, I mean, I bought my tickets. We bought our tickets in 2019. Yeah. Oh wow. And then they postponed it and we held them and they were like, Hold on to your tickets. It's going to be worth it. And then, I mean, sure enough, that like the the lineup was, you know, Smoking. insanely better. But mm-hmm. they just the fa- getting to that place and having everybody there after the pandemic, you know, in real time, everybody hanging out, and it was evocative of you know the eighties and nineties for me, and, and I'm sure for yeah, you man. too. It felt like it was celebratory and just kind of a huge release. Yes, over release. just being everybody there together kind mm-hmm. of experiencing it and, and i and think it's so comfortable i was just gonna tell you if you didn't know that, that in 95 when we lost jerry me and aaron that was the last year that we had taken acid and oh, we yeah. had we had not in 25 years it was just not a thing anymore it was like you know until we went to skull and roses and we were there and we were like well, this feels right. Let's suspend that it, ruling. Yeah. It, for lack of it, it like felt safe. Yep. It felt right. And it was the, it was like such a magical experience and really let was. us relive the, the, the heydays. If you will. So you guys have never dosed and done a podcast. No, no. we have not. No. We, well, no. we, 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 we've, we eaten, have, we've eaten a bunch of Molly and, and podcasts. And then like no. the next day, yeah, not, then you not, listen to it and you're just like, uh, we're just going to delete that. Yeah, I have, <laughs> I have some files on this computer of like me and a buddy up in the bedroom up there just, just talking the most shit ever. <laughs> ranting. And I, I listened to, I was, I was like, I can't in That's, good conscience put this out for anybody to ever hear. We, we, no we, we, we've done some interesting like Instagram live streams while we're at a show. Very, you know, elevated yeah. and everything. Sparkly. But it's all it's yeah. always it, it. Yeah, it doesn't come off well. Uh-uh. Yeah, it doesn't. It's it's hard. And that you know what, man, that's something about this music, too, is that like. There's a whole layer that's happening under the surface that can't be filmed or even like. You can't capture you it. You can't yeah. capture it. And, yeah. and it's, yeah. even with recordings and it's not the same no, as it's live. True. Yeah. It's and true. I, I watched like, oh, what was it? I think it was the closing of Winterland and it, Jerry's in his, in his glory. And you can see like, he's leaving. Oh, he's, and he's, he trans- he's gone and something else steps in and takes over and he's playing and then you see him like pop back in and go, whoa, what the fuck? And then <laughs> like look drift back out. Oh, like, right. I'm I remember yeah. that. We were, we were all watching that down here when this was still in my room and yep. put it on my big TV. And we're having, and I thought I was like, it was like we were there. It was one of those experiences where it like he came out of the yeah. screen and we were all feeling the same thing. It was like, 
Did you see it? He just came back. He like surprised himself. <laughs> he just realized he was still on nice. stage. Yeah, and and I think that that whole thing too, it's important for, um, like at Skull and Roses, it's important for the twenty somethings, even the thirty somethings that are coming into the scene, to be exposed to that thing, because that's integral. In, in this. outside of the music itself. Exactly. I totally agree. Yeah. yeah. You have to have that or you're not getting the, you're getting like the, the sterilized Walmart version of grateful dead. Yeah, you it's, need, it's the black and white. Yeah. Thank you. Not That's the technicolor way version. better way yeah. to say it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and it, the other thing about skull and roses too, which is amazing. And it's gonna be so cool to see you guys playing this year because one thing me and Aaron really commented on after the first one. And then the second one, four or five days of music, and there's such a huge catalog, like we said, it makes every oh, band, yeah. you're not, you got to be careful because nobody wants to hear playing in the band 20 something times over four days. I'd be so, okay with that. So there yeah, was like, yeah, I like that song. Fun. But you hear them pulling stuff out and like you're saying, like throwing in a Duke Ellington, like people dig deeper and they try to pull out the things that you don't hear all the we're, time. We're already, that's a, what I was going to ask. We're already trying to kind of figure out what it is that we're going to do. Cause I, I think one of the years that you guys are down there, um, your friends, the Higgs played playing for like an hour. Yeah. So that's kind of, we were like, it was legendary. Is is that what we should do? Should we just do the 11 for an hour for the entire set? (laughs) I mean, we could just do the 11 into China doll and back into the 11, or we could just do, I mean, our, our, our go-to joke is that, you know, we're going to do a 45 minute China doll because that'll, that'll separate that'll separate the wheat from the the chaff who's who's gonna be into this we'll find out but i mean we'd never do that but it it it, uh as far as i i was under the assumption i i'd kind of guessed going into skull last this this year that you know that the songs that we're going to hear the most would be like bertha scarlet eyes althea any of those cats Mm -hmm. this year it was cats it was it was cumberland that was the most played was it okay way more that that. like i'll I'll cross many different bands like oh there's cumberland again wow okay so but yeah we're still trying we've just kind of started trying to figure out what our strategy is going to be and i think we're kind of erring on the side of we're going to do stuff that only we do regardless of what the other bands are kind of hell yeah right as it should be yeah as it should be because well that goes in back into what you were saying earlier yeah surprise sandwiches Mm -hmm. unexpected space jams like in the middle of it throw in like a little holy diver dio in the middle of something (laughs) that would be awesome (laughs) between scott and justin Oh, we could do it. Cut from that cloth. They throw that shit in all the time. I, now, now you've done it, Apple. There's, yeah, there's Sabbath. I, I throw Sabbath quotes in every single show. <laughs> Pretty much. I've only been caught maybe once. So oh, like, oh we know. Yeah. Oh, just, they're just not giving you attention. Were you playing Snowblind in the middle of in the middle of doing that rag? Yeah, yeah, I, I totally was. I was. I was playing Snowblind in the middle of a dead song. Hell yeah, Murray. I, three years in, right? Yeah, three years. Yeah, the fall of 2019. So, what do you make of all? Yeah, it's <laughs> a great question, babe. I'm, I'm curious. I mean. Too. <clears throat> Excuse me. Because it's weird. Yeah, it is. I mean, but it's also very cool. I mean, earlier we were talking about the community and 
you know, the give and take and the relationship with the community. That's something I've, you know, been very aware of since joining. Um, you know, first of all, I, sh- I should say the band uh, has just been really super warm and welcoming to me. And it's easy to see why the community is also like that. Right. Mm. You know, so um, it's just, I, I just felt like I came into it, it into open arms. And, mm. um, you know, it's a, there's this whole universe of, you know, the catalog, obviously, the lore, the, the whole culture was brand new. Everything was brand oh, new. Oh, that's so, I'm, I'm so excited for you. That's so, so fucking cool. I'm envious. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, isn't it? A quick question too, bro. Have you, have you seen Dead and Company or Phil and Friends? Or j Or any? Uh, I've, the only live show that I've seen was recently, it was uh, Bob Weir and the Wolf Brothers down uh, in Eugene at the Hulk. Okay. Okay. Peter was nice enough to share a couple of extra tickets with me. So Aww. that is the, that is the only live dead type show that I've, that I've actually okay. seen. Okay. And okay. And what, what did you come away with? What did I come away with? Uh, well, okay, first easy question. Did you dig it? Yeah. Okay. Oh, totally. All right. Totally. I mean, there, you know, since I have been, you know, I've been basically going to Grateful Dead school for the last three yeah. years. So, you know, just being in the presence of, of Bob Weir was impactful just from that standpoint alone. I mean, right. here's this guy that I've seen on, on video a ton of times and heard countless times. And there he is. You know, yeah. and the band, yeah. the band sounded phenomenal. Um, yeah, it was it was a great it was a great show. It was very cool. That was the first time I'd been to the Holt Center, and that oh, place yeah. is super bomb. So, yeah, I mean, it's to try to pin down something specific as far as what it's all been like. It's tough because it's it's, it's like it's what's a your whirlwind. favorite Grateful Dead yeah. song? It's like looking at a giant collage and trying to identify oh. you know a single element in there. Um, <laughs> yes, that's a great way to look at it, Murray. There's so much to even think about to, to try to break it down is it's like unchewable what is a city without its music the legacy of the new york philharmonic is incredible nearly two centuries of history that's a lot of music and a lot of stories i was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking i can't quite believe this is happening Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's been a totally, it's been a blast of a journey. Mm-hmm. And it's because it's brand new. I mean, every time I play a show... There's a good chance that there's a song that I have never played before. That's so cool. <laughs> there's a good chance. You know, I mean, I'm getting True. there. I'm getting there. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a lot closer than I was in terms of having a grasp of the catalog, but it's all totally brand new. So for me, it really is every time feels almost like, you know, the first time in and playing. Well, it. And you're entering a world too, where it's, you're, you're a single drummer coming into a world where it's. You know, <laughs> Bill, Billy and Mickey, two madmen doing their thing together. <laughs> yeah, so I weird mean, dance. Yeah, totally. And, you know, and I'm, I'm also trying to, you know, as much as I can, I want to pay respect to the music and to, you know, other people that have done this before me in other tribute projects, <clears throat> the previous drummer in this project. Um, you know, I, I really when I was. Before I, I joined and before I was listening to the music, you know, I had some very superficial concept of what all this was. And now that I'm sort of inside of it, it's like, whoa, whoa. this is really complex. And so 
um, every time I hear a, a, another tribute act or, you know, listen to any of the, of the live shows from the actual band, um, I learned something new every well, time. Yeah, it's like, know. it's like, oh, that's how they do that. The or, difference between a 77 China cat or whatever and, and, and 92 or who would have thought that? Do you know what I mean? It's not yeah. even something that you would have a concept of until you're on the inside of it. And now you're like, Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Well, I think my directive to you was when, when you, when you first started playing with us, I, I sent you a, a list of maybe like 30 YouTube links. And then I sent you the archive and I was like, okay, just listen to focus on 71 to 75 single mm-hmm. drummer Kreutzmann only. And if you do listen to stuff with the two drummers, just ignore what Mickey Hart's doing. <laughs> yeah. Or try to ignore yeah. him completely. Yeah, I think I've I've also kind of gotten there on my own. Like I, I definitely prefer the the early seventies stuff. Right. Well and, and you and you you were hipped to uh J Rad. And I mean Russo's just a yeah. monster. monster. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's another that's another outfit that has I think those guys for me, um, gave me the concept of no more first set second set songs they they really blew that to pieces for me and god love them for it yep yeah Mm -hmm. and and you and they have completely ruined being able to ever call a song at a show (laughs) i'll be like oh it's gonna be bird song and then it's fucking something else no it's gonna be uh that space hog song from the 90s right yeah Yeah. (laughs) in the middle of the other one right they just wow. did one. I, Adam, Adam hit me to this. Adam That's hit me right. to this. So they, they're doing the other one. And then the other one goes into Vaseline by Stone Temple Pilots. What? Yeah. Fucking just like last guys, week. Man. And I was like, oh, man, I got to listen to that. Me too. Yeah. That, <laughs> that sounds awesome. I, mean, I love STP, but I would not think that that would fit in the other one. But it does. Wow. I, yeah. And, okay. you know, the... The other side of this that I'm so curious about for you, Murray, is having a bunch of people tripping at a show creates a certain thing. There's an energy that's happening, and that's different than playing from in a rock band. There's another layer that's happening. How has that affected you? Like, being in the midst of that in midst of that and having to deal with that coming from the, the crowd. Well, uh, as of late, I've been able to like get away from my notes more in my onstage awesome. notes that mm-hmm. I have to kind of keep handy just so I can make sure I'm, I'm on my game there. So as much as possible, I try to spend more and more time just looking <laughs> at the front row and just watching people and watching them dance and trying to like make some sort of connection yeah. with that. And just just try to forget a little bit of what I'm doing and just kind of put myself out there a little bit and just try to ride that as long as I can. It's so fun. It's it's a blast. Yeah, I love people watching at the shows. Mm. I mean, it's like one of the most fun things. And I'm, you know, usually I'm, I'm in the back um, and depending on the lighting, sometimes I can't see. But to the extent that I can see like that first few, few rows of people doing their thing, like it's. Well, it's yeah. way more interesting than looking at my back. <laughs> well, I, I don't know about that. I mean, that's, a, that's a sexy back. Yeah. Yeah. Sexy back. I, um, I love how the Grateful Dead family is like watching the crowd at a, at a show is like watching the most colorful 
birds on the Discovery Channel <laughs> do their mating dances. It's the best <laughs> and, shit and ever. And nobody does the same dance. No. Every mm-hmm. single dance is different. Mm-hmm. If you take the music away, like, that's funny. Right? We've we all done that, like watching an old show and you turn the music off. Just, just watch, watch the, the crowd. Dancing. It's like, what are they dancing to? Yeah. Where's the beat? <laughs> this guy's doing yeah. this. This one's doing this. It's fascinating. So we uh, we haven't even really talked about like what's going on with you guys yeah. as a band. So you've got like you've got Skull and Roses coming in April. You've got yep. Gem and Jam in February. Yep. What what else is going on? Well, we've kind of transitioned out of playing clubs. We've sort of figured that we kind of stepped it up after the pandemic. What do you mean by that? Well, instead of playing, uh, you know, the White Eagle, which I mean, God love the White Eagle. We played there for, you know, since 2005. So that's a lot of White Eagle shows. But we kind of outgrew that. I was going to say it's hard to see there. The demand during after during the pandemic, the demand for. Uh, really live bands just in general just kind of exploded and for the deadheads being as insatiable as they are we've kind of started to transition out of playing clubs and have kind of gone toward or or kind of working toward playing theaters more consistently Mm -hmm. so i mean with the with the exception of like uh world pies and eugene but i mean like the white side theater in corvallis and uh you know we did the, with the life during wartime we played at the aladdin um we're just kind of trying to m- kind of move toward playing and we've sort of been on and this whole thing has sort of been our mo for a number of years i was gonna say kind of right before the pandemic we were you know we were on an 85 to 90 show a year pace which is a lot for the last That's five years it's a lot of shows. All in Portland, really. Yeah. 80% wow. Jesus. anyway. Wow. And, you know, to and we're like, okay, well, yeah, we want to we want to play less. We're playing ourselves into the ground. And so, the, you know, the idea of, okay, well, if you play less, we can play bigger places maybe, but is it, can, you know, is it financially doable? Is the demand there? And Are we going to lose our there? shirt? And yeah, exactly. And then the pandemic hit and we all lost our shirt anyway. Mm. Yeah. So it gave yeah. us a chance to, okay. When we come out of this, we're going to do it methodically and we're going to do it this way and we're going to play once a month. Smarter. We've heard this and from several uh-huh. musicians that the pandemic gave them an opportunity to really look at why, when, yep. how, and 100%. what for. Absolutely. And and I think it, it did, it obviously did for us too. And it was necessary because as we were saying in the kitchen, we were all on this like, trajectory and felt like this bubble was about to burst and i don't know that it would have been healthy for us i i was doing way too much drugs at the time and partying way too much and like starting to have issues because of it and that really made me put on the brakes obviously because there's nothing going on and we were doing the same thing, saying yes to everything. Saying yes to every everything. single thing that came and up. And just yes, being exhausted yes. all the time and no creative juice. Yeah. And you guys, same? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we got better at we got better at saying no and declining <laughs> yeah. opportunities. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, it really, I mean, it focused us and we realized that we could play higher quality shows yeah. collectively if we weren't 
playing literally every week. Yes. But like three times a week. That is yeah, I mean, quality, we were doing, quantity. We were doing four night grinds, which was insane. For, I, I, I'm going to ask you guys, like, for what? Uh, I think it was just kind of just to develop the following i think that you know that's that's what it where it was kind of underway when you know when i joined the band and and you know and got the here's here's what we're doing can you know can you do 90 you know it was an ascent it was it was an ascent right 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 uh so whose decision was that to to play so much yeah to go at that well it's collective because we all agreed to yeah we, we all showed up so but somebody's got to book that or make it happen yeah, so that like was their old man yes correct yep okay. that's right got it and so anyway with the you know giving us the opportunity to come back out of it and do that there i just realized there's there, another challenge that's come up from that is as as we were playing all those shows we you know, out of necessity to keep it fresh, we were churning through, you know, 130 plus songs right? Mm. over wow. the course of, you know, however many shows, right. maybe five or six shows for a repeat. Now that we're not doing that, it's, you know, we, we've had the challenge of what well, we're, you know, coming back out, we've been sticking more to the, to the first 60. And mm. so there's a bit, you know, we're starting to, you know, okay, we gotta, we gotta expand that a little, we got a little better at that this last year at playing stuff we're not you know, editing you know, as, well yeah. just that we're more comfortable with because we, pl- we played it two months ago instead yeah. of a year ago oh and so okay. but yeah well not to say we don't rehearse because we do but it's typically it's right you know leading up to some leading up to the gig we'll do a couple rehearsals kind of thing. so i know for us the goal is or a goal is for this thing to support us so that we don't have to have day jobs. Is that the goal for GBB? No, not really. No. Okay. I mean, that's cool. I like, I like having, I like having health insurance. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. Especially the day job, the day job, my day job, I'm able to actually kind of divide the, the the two don't the two the twain don't cross. I'm able to <laughs> to kind of keep them separated. Likewise, That's and great. we're able to. I mean, where we are now uh, as as a band collectively, we don't have to play during the week, which was really hard. I mean, it's it's still really hard. Dude, Even a midweek show is tough. It's for it's rough. Us. Yeah, it's yeah, rough. To show up to yeah. When sure. you got other responsibilities. Well, the next, the next morning, day. you know, I go to work at I clock in at eight in the morning. Oof. Wow. And yeah, it's you know I'm on the phone with patients all day, so it's, it's 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 hard. It makes the day it makes the following day just insanely long and brutal, arduous. Yeah. So I no. think that that's good. That I mean for. For you guys, that takes a um, a level of pressure off. I would think because there's no like we gotta, we have to, we it's well, we want to, we're doing it exactly. Yeah. exactly. None of us are gonna tour. We mm. we came to that conclusion, and that was kind of one of my things when I joined the band. I said, I you know, I'll join the band. I can't play. I can't go on the road for two weeks. Mm-hmm. I got yeah. I got kids. I got a job. I can't. Yeah. I can't. I just yeah can't do that not so, gonna sleep on floors i'm not in my 20s so how you know how yeah. how do we you know do this now and it and you know i've been asked this question before what you know what do you you know what do you guys who do you guys want to be 
And so that was kind of when we, you know, when we were in that playing 80 shows a year, we're playing all these clubs and we're just doing this thing. And so, you know, is this, is this going somewhere? Right. Kind of thing. And, you know, now some of these opportunities with Skull and Roses and, and, and uh, Gem and Jam Fest, which we just kind of touched on, but that's going to be February 3rd through 5th in Tucson. And, and uh, we are playing with our friends in the band LDW, which is the Talking Heads tribute outfit out of here. Okay. We've been doing one or two shows a year with them uh, for about the last five years or so. Uh, we call it Talking Dead. We all set up together. And we rotate sets. What? It's a four-hour show. There's no breaks. What? Yeah, there's no set break. So the, the last song of our set becomes the first song of their set, and we all fade off into the... They play for wow. an hour, then we oh, come shit. back up, and it becomes Shakedown Street or whatever. Wow. We do all these yeah, cool You guys things. haven't seen it. I'm, uh-huh. I'm assuming. No. Oh, yeah. No. It's, That's it's pretty so awesome. We, we it's pretty be, nuts. We'll be closing out the Jam and Jam Festival beginning at midnight, Sunday night, <laughs> after String Cheese. That's Until set. four in the morning. Until wow. four. Oh, my God. Coffee wow, is your friend. Guys. Yes. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Jam yeah. and Jam has really grown. Yeah. It's the 15th annual this year. and it's Wow. Yeah. So we're super excited about that. So that's one of the things that kind of, kind of fell into our lap a little bit. Not, not from, you know, our hard work, get to get noticed and to be invited. Um, but that's an opportunity to kind of, you know, get, you know, like I said, we get, we're going from the bar band to the theater band. And, you know, if, if we can fly to Locking for the weekend and play a little set. Why wouldn't we do that? Yep. Yeah. Right. I mean, if you think about like dogs in a pile, what they're doing on the East Coast. I mean, they're they're those guys are grinding. They are also playing well, jam and jam. They're well. they they are grinding it because they're on the East Coast and they can drive an hour and be in a yeah, completely right. different market <laughs> and do that for three four days in a row. And in the West Coast, we can't, we just can't, we can't do we that. We just talked about this with yeah, polyrhythmics. This has come up a lot. This yeah. has come yeah. up a lot lately, especially Pacific with Northwest gas prices fans. being what they are. Like, Oh, it's crazy. <clears throat> guys in polyrhythmics were like, we are, the Pacific Northwest is basically an island musically. We, we can't financially just tour like that. Right. Well, what is he pretty much got? You got Seattle, Bend, Eugene, and Portland. Yep. And then little towns in between, Corvallis, small, yeah. yeah, smaller, and Olympia, and and we're lucky in that as a as a as a dead band that there's enough heads that will support that. Mm. Not yeah. just us. I mean, they, they'll support you know four or five other regional dead yeah. bands yep. too. Oh yeah, you know, no no problem. And I mean, if we wanted to travel down and play at the Talent Club, we could. If we wanted to go into Northern California, we could, but I mean, then it's, then it's, you know, it, with gas prices, then it's kind of like, okay, well we have to, if it doesn't pencil out and we're going to actually lose money for traveling, we don't need to do that. No. And that's, and that's what I meant about having that level of pressure removed from you guys. That's cool. Well, that I was going to say, um, bef- it's a level of balance that card again those, two, those cards again it seems to me as if you've all created a healthy. nice yeah healthy um way of enjoying your day job enjoying your fun hobby and and side business and like keeping it fresh so that it's not get stale and and still wanting more out of it as well and having better opportunities like that's a really great place well, to be i have to also give props to the mcminimans 
oh. folks because they've been yeah. incredibly supportive. And Shout when, out McManamans. When the pandemic was ending, we had heard kind of before the pandemic began that they were going to bring the Mission Theater back from being a movie theater to a venue again. Then the pandemic happened, and of course that that all went out the window but then they contacted us and they were like hey do you guys want to we're going to turn it into a venue and a rock and roll clubhouse we basically want it to be like the portland version of txr which was still open at the time so yeah it's back as a venue like legitimately all the time so that's been yeah that was a huge thing when when they was like okay we're going to play at the mission theater again i mean it's perfect it's 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 like a mini winterland those two though you guys and mcmenamins are synonymous in my mind with my transplant to this city and and my indoctrination into the grateful dead scene here like you guys and that just yeah yeah, there's nothing there's nothing like mcmenamins their heads i mean no question if you go to the barley mill it's like oh yeah this company is definitely run by deadheads (laughs) the crystal i mean it's it's all of it all of it's all over the place dude that 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 was our first experience before we moved up here we came on a scouting trip to go we we were we were in our minds was moving to seattle and we stopped in Portland on the way to Seattle, stayed one night, loved it, went to Seattle, came back. But we had stopped in Eugene at McMenamin's, didn't know what it was. No. We're like, this sounds good. Aaron had looked it up and was like, oh, they got like Grateful Dead art on the walls and stuff. They got a good menu. And we stopped and we're hooked. I was we're like, like I'm at, home. We're walking around the restaurant looking at the paintings and the stuff remember, on the wall. I remember walking around great. and they're like taking pictures of yeah. all the posters just because yeah. I hadn't seen anything like that before i was like holy shit there's like a, a restaurant that's grateful dead thing sort of <laughs> like what the fuck it was crazy yeah we're, we're really lucky that they have been as supportive as they have and, and have supported us all along i mean even when we began playing at the white eagle back in 2004 and it was the band the bartender like two other people <laughs> and <laughs> ashtrays Back wow. when you could, what a long strange that was that was a long time ago yeah so wow. congratulations yeah, on that well, forward you. motion that is really something to be able to stick with something and see the fruits and and feel the the nectar of that fruit that's such and, a cool and thing calling the shots too yeah. man like you don't know how many people we've talked to they're like yeah we're just doing we're grinding the fuck out of it man like we're doing 148 dates this year and you know, yeah. I've slept on floors for the last six in and then I can't and even imagine that. And they're doing like the social media piece and having to be that personality on social media. I see and people like, like Frasco and I'm exhausted oh just gosh. watching the Instagram. Like oh, yeah. every so. night is just full bore all the way and like eating an AM PM like, It's gotta be <laughs> exhausting being the center of attention all the time. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. I, but I mean, like you guys, you, you guys have been deliberate f- since we were last here yeah. and have yes. been very focused and, you know, like the reassessment and the reset that you had during the pandemic. I mean, it's it's been completely beneficial to you guys. 100%. I mean, yeah, it's a trip how that happened. You're sitting like, down talking to O'Teal and 
Well, we found that in the beginning when we were all freaking out and especially Aaron being like the, you know, like the conductor, like we call it, was like, what the fuck are we going to do? We're alive. I thought we were done. Next thing we know, all the, he's like reaching out to people. It's like, oh, Dave Schools said yes. Oh, Billy Strings said yes. Nobody's busy anymore. They're sitting at home bored. Like we are. Trying to figure out where their life is going. So then all of a sudden we got the, I always go back to that one, the Dave Schools, how excited he was to be at home for the first time and he said almost 20 something years how many years he said every year we have this beautiful peach tree and my wife has to save me peaches that i get out of the jar when i come back home he's like i actually got to pick a fucking peach off of my peach tree that interview with him was one of my favorite ones you guys have done that was you guys really connected with him yeah he's he's, he's actually become a friend and um that would have never happened no, had they, would, they would have been so damn busy for the pandemic and the reset. Yeah. yeah, man. Or and if it happened, it would have been from a hotel with a spotty connection of right. trying to do it over the cell phone or a Zoom call. And I think and, that that's something that if I had to like pick out an overarching theme for musicians and music, music adjacent folks like us, I think that having more intention and balance is the thing that came out of all of that mm. for a lot of us. Yeah. I, just because of the nature of the thing, it really like it made everybody stop. It made us all take stock of why we're doing whatever the fuck we're doing and how, and, and if is we it worth keep it doing it? Yeah. If you can, whatever. And now it's like a whole different perspective on the thing. And, I'm it, super it, grateful for it. It's, and it also that's where turned, I landed. It's it a, also it's turned it, it turned into therapy for us, and then we learned after a little while that it turned into therapy for our listeners. Yeah, they're like it was something to listen to. That's something and to that was consistent that was happening. Lockdown. Yeah, I and gratitude, man. That's yeah, yeah yes, that's the thing. It, it it to have anybody doing paying attention to anything that you're doing is that's true. It's huge. And There's you guys so much, know that, yeah, that so the people options. are showing up to, to watch you play. It's wow. It's an honor. Yeah. hundred mm-hmm. percent, man. And it, I don't know. I, I just, I love this Portland community and, and, yeah. and you guys have been staple in that thing for a long time. So you've seen it grow, you know? Oh, absolutely. You've seen that, that thing do you guys still do the um, the camp out? Our fest? Yeah. We haven't been able to do that. We weren't able to do that in 2020, but man, we had a really killer lineup for 2020. Oh. <laughs> oh. But that well, said. You, you did it this year, right? Well, sort of. We've been doing. We've uh, done little smaller reduced okay, versions. Okay, because I watched fest. some of the YouTube stuff. Yeah, you know, oh, yeah, 100, yeah. From, 100 people kind of thing instead okay. of 500. From a, a, up at Anita's okay. place up in uh, Washington. Yeah. Well, actually, Fest is in Washington, too. Right. But yes, um, Fest will return at full strength, which is Fest, true proper Fest is capacity 500. Oh, wow. The campouts are about half of that. Okay. 200. Okay, that's nice. Smaller scale completely. D- okay. But you have to go all the way to Washington for that? Um, well, because we don't have to. Because I know some. I know. I, got, I know some people. Out, yeah. I know. I know a place. Oh yeah. That, we, oh my god. Oh yeah. Looked, we've looked at places. Yeah. I, we'll have to talk. 
We've looked at places, but yes, I think that it's looking like 2023 will be the return of fest. So it'll be fest number seven. Damn. Wow. Hell yeah. And it's interesting because I just talked to uh, Dennis McNally um, regarding Skull coming up and he had been at three of our fests and it was before Skull had started. And he said, you know, I I thought about you guys kind of had like this prototype Skull and Roses thing going and up in Washington at your spot. So it's kind of fitting that full circle you guys will be at at Skull and Roses. Yeah. Wow. Is it, Dennis, Wait, Dennis wow. is so cool. The other day. He's hilarious. He called mm-hmm. me at work. I was at work and I look, my phone rings. I'm like, oh, it's Dennis. I go, I take the call and I hang up and I'm like, my life is so fucking weird. <laughs> this is so surreal. <laughs> I just took a call from fucking Dennis McNally and I've talked to him a thousand times. Like it never gets old and it, the surreality of it never lessens every time. I'm like, this fucking guy was the publicist for the Grateful Dead. And then you throw in Susanna. Him and Susanna oh. are, are like the, hilarious. They are the cutest, most awesome people ever. <laughs> At the Crystal's birthday, he did like a spoken word kind of storytelling thing involved with that on multiple nights. And when he would leave the stage and go to the like the dressing room. There, it, 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 he didn't stop. It was I've heard this about like Henry Rollins too when he does like his oh. spoken word thing. He doesn't actually stop the spoken word thing. He just leaves the stage and it keeps going. And with McNally, it's the same thing. It's just any anything that you'd bring up, like oh, my first show was in Richfield Coliseum in Cleveland. Well, let me tell you this story yeah. about Richfield Coliseum, and it's and he'll just go. It's like, okay, I'm just going to shut up because I know he's going to tell me something that that he's never, you know, shared or it's never appeared in his books. And yeah, it's it's, it's it's going to blow your mind. So do you guys, did I see that you have something planned for New Year's? We do. What? We will be uh, back at the Mission Theater for 30th and 31st. 30th and 31st. And uh, both shows are sold out. Yep. Oh, okay. All right. Well, not for you guys, though. (laughs) Thank you. Um, it's good that we're all back. That's all I know. It's it, so happy. It's, it's such a pleasure, fuck, man. It. I, I. Looking back, I I was just the other day. I can't remember what show I was watching, but it was like a group of kids, and they're like doing theater. It was a documentary. And the documentary was filmed March 13th of 2020 is, is while this is happening. And like, they're going through, well, we don't know what's going to happen. We can't put the play on, like we're going to close the school for two weeks and blah, blah. And I was watching it and it made me like refeel that weird feeling of the beginning of all of that. And I had forgotten about that part of it. And I was like, Wow we all really went through some shit like communally as human beings on planet earth. Yeah. We went through some shit. And I remember how like uncertain everything was and how scary and all the craziness. And to be sitting here now with you guys, man, like this is the best shit ever. Oh, I'm so grateful for it. It's awesome. Yeah. So are we. Yeah. Totally grateful. So us too. Where can folks find out about like 
tickets and tours or shows and stuff like that? The most up-to-date stuff is probably on our Instagram and our Facebook page. Okay. And what's yep. the Instagram for them? It's Garcia Birthday Band. Yeah. At Garcia Birthday Band. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And well, then Facebook uh, slash Garcia Birthday Band yep. as well. Our website, www.garciabirthdayband.com. Yep. For Just for the shits and grins of it, there's people that don't live in Portland listening to the show, and they don't know why you're called the Garcia Birthday Band. <laughs> Just for fun. Let's let them in on it. Well, that circles back to our symbiotic relationship with the McMiniman brothers. And they host their annual Jerry Garcia birthday party. At, First one was in 1998. Okay. Uh, yeah, at the uh, Edgefield Brewery. And the first one was 1998. And a few of us were kind of connected. I think uh, Scott was working out there. Yep. And uh, it was like, hey, you know, we're throwing this Jerry birthday party. Can you put some musicians together and set up in the field and we'll give you an extension cord and you pull this in, is before pull the, the amphitheater afternoon. existed oh, okay yeah. there okay. was okay. no <clears throat> nothing and so uh i was involved in that one as was scott i was actually working a catered event i was a, i was slicing up prime rib at a wedding reception that was there <laughs> and I turned to my coworker and I was like, Hey, uh, listen, I'm going to take a break and I'm going to go jam with these guys. And he's what? like, you're going to do what? <laughs> I was like, yeah, oh I know God. all these dudes. I heard them out here sound checking. I'm going to go, I'm going to go jam with them. You just had your instrument. No, I, I played somebody else's. Oh, okay. I played in my chef's in my chef's coat and the whole thing. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah, I did. Oh yeah, yeah, with with I like you that. know prime rib juice on the coat. <laughs> yes. Great. I walked out there and we played Cassidy and Bird song, and I was like, okay, my break's over. I got to go back to work. And that was oh that was pretty much it. So that, that was an annual thing, and that the band didn't really even exist outside of that event. Yeah, for the first six or eight years, it was up the until, only gig this band had. Up until about 2004. And it was just a revolving cast of people who would show up each yeah, year. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't even the same people. It, the name was hadn't been concocted yet. And then in 2004, a band that I was in at the time, the Buds of May, they were part of the that collective band at the Red Shed where you guys saw us. Okay. On that damn fine band, the Buds of May, by the way. On that on that same that same day. So I showed up and they're like, Oh, hey, do you want to sit in? And the guy, Dan Davis, thanks, Dan, handed me his bass. And then I ended up sitting in for like the whole set. And then it was what? like, Oh, well, actually, this kind of works. We should probably think about doing this more than once a year. Right on. And the McMinniman brothers were had a there was another band called the Big Island Shindig. Who uh, love that. they were they were they were playing at uh, they were playing at uh, the Cornelius Pass Roadhouse, another McMinniman spot on Halloween. They wanted us to open for them, so I was like, "Well, we got to come up with a name." So it was the Garcia Birthday Band was was born. Was born. And the funny thing about that was originally we were the Jerry Garcia Birthday Band, but. There were two parties that sent a cease and desist in the same day back in the MySpace era. Oh, wow. I'm not going to say who that was, but then we were just like, oh, well, we'll just drop Jerry because, I mean, you can't copyright the last Smith. name Garcia. Garcia. Yeah, yeah that's Schaefer like Joan, birthday yeah, band. Jones. Yeah. Smith. So, yeah, that, uh, that's, how, that's how the name. That's came cool, about. man. That's yeah. cool. Murray, what are you most looking forward to in 2023? Wow. Uh, 
well, those two festivals for sure. I mean, those are going to be the biggest shows that I've played. So, I mean, I'm giddy as hell about Aww. that. Hell yeah. Um, Skull is going to blow your mind. Yeah, and that's yeah. why I, when I asked earlier about you seeing that, now you're going to see so oh, yeah. many players in this scene. Yeah, I'm liable to be pretty wide-eyed on, in both occasions. Yeah, but, uh, in more ways than one, my friend. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll maybe I'll be able to conquer the entire catalog that this band plays. Wow. You know? We got time. <laughs> well, maybe not conquer, time. but yeah, get it under my belt a little bit more. So yeah, I mean, and really, like these guys are are so great to play with, um, and they've just been mentors uh, to me as well. Wow. Um, like, you know, everybody in the band has. Uh, like I'm able to kind of interact with on stage in a different way with everybody. Like, you know, Peter's always great. Uh, high energy is always kind of like helping me understand the energy that we're going for, um, in a particular moment, you know, Scott's my anchor obviously. And, you know, has my back hundred percent and I want to have his back. Adam is just so playful all the time with everything that he does. And like Justin will, Justin will look back when he's building solos and, you know, look back at me and be like, let's go, you know, like people <laughs> kind of engage me directly. And I, I just love all those moments. So, I mean, wow. you know, more of that is, is what I'm looking forward to and getting even better and getting the, the you know, the music ingesting well, more of the music. Well, if nobody yeah. said it to you, man, welcome home. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's right great. yeah. Also, also want to say too, that this is, uh, we, we've had, we've had Scott and Peter over here before. Uh, J- Justin hasn't made it to yeah, one of our interviews yet. Yeah, but we, and it's weird. We got to know just, we've hung out with Justin outside of the band thing and done things with him. And our love goes out to you and your father and also to Adam. Congratulations, yeah, Adam. Congratulations. On a Papa. new addition to the family. Uh, sorry you couldn't be here, but it is the holidays and you have a newborn, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> Stay home, man. Yeah. You don't need to be out fucking yeah. around. Yeah. Nope. So, everybody. Well, I just want to say thank you um, for coming to the house. It means yeah. a lot. It oh, really does. It feels a full thank circle. You. Yeah. Thank you, guys. you know, and great thank, to be here. Thank you for inviting yeah. us. Yeah. And I really appreciate seeing your journey um, and how you morph and welcome to the family, Murray, for sure. I'm excited at how excited Peter and Scott were saying how you elevated them. And then you're coming around saying that they're mentors. And so that to me just shows how much the band has grown, you know, and we haven't yeah. had an opportunity to, to see you lately. Mm-mm. We would love to take you up on going to see you at least one of those nights because I definitely want to see yep. Murray in action. And, you got to fix that. Yeah, we need yes, to fix we'll that. Fix it. Like yes. it's, it has been clearly because of no lack of love. It's just, you know, we're both doing so much, you know, no simple road and, and you all are doing so much. Well, it's and, been amazing watching you guys kind of manifest your thing. It's been really cool to watch that thanks man yeah and Scott, well, thank you hear it well <laughs> and watch it yeah. and then the, the, the running into each other random things yeah, yeah. it was Peter great to out. give you a hug at, in the middle of, of what it, skull and roses it really was scott it it, it made my he, it, it helped to ground and anchor me like oh people from back home are here yeah and i was know? gonna say that me and mel both said the same thing aaron may have too it was like that there's many hugs given at these events and everything you gave us Get the good. best yeah. hug. You gave us like Seriously. the Portland love yep. home Feels hug. like home. Like a bear Aww. that when we yeah. were sculling roses, it was so good to see you there. Thank you. And that Spafford show was fucking fire, dude. Yeah, dude. That, yeah. Uh, dude. 
we we I can't wait. We'd forgotten through the me and Aaron are both said because we we're excited. We're always excited to go and see music, but after the lockdown and the pandemic, we had just done. We just interviewed Spafford at, at Summer Meltdown before the oh, yeah, lockdown. Yeah, and in two years had gone by. There was some bands we didn't quite stay up with because not much was happening. And then we went and seen them. It was like, this is why we love fucking Spafford, yeah. man. These guys fucking Ooh, bring yeah, it. They we were forgot. Amazing. This is another where you have to see the live experience. The recordings and stuff don't do justice to a lot of this live music. I wasn't really familiar with them, but yeah, they were, uh, they were impressive. Yeah. I mean, right out of the gate, it was just like, Oh man, this is like a twenty-seven minute jam. Yeah, and, and they play yeah. to, they play to the eighties rock stuff a lot, kind of too, and do the throw in some guitar solos. You hear a little like little maiden cheesy. or something dropped in, yeah. doing the like recognizing <laughs> it. Yeah, they're they're dope. So everybody, check it out. If you live in Portland and you already don't know who these guys are, where the fuck have you been? But <laughs> you, should, you know you know what's going on, and if. You have the opportunity to catch them at Skull and Roses or Gem and Jam or anywhere else. Make sure you're not like too out of your mind to go catch them <laughs> because right. it's really, really worth it. And you can say you're welcome later. And yeah. if you're on Instagram, let them know how much you love them yeah, and let them, them know follow. what they mean to you because oh, you know when you go see bands and they just scratch that itch, that mm. dance itch or that that vocal itch real, or though. whatever it is. So say thank you and how much you appreciate them. And thanks, thanks it's good. Yeah. You're thank you thank you yeah and we'll we'll uh i don't know something will happen after <laughs> i hit stop and then we'll start again somewhere so we'll see you guys in a minute see i told you here I we are we're back it wasn't quite a minute but we're back you are yeah. a man. it was it was a long time yeah. between then and well, not really a long time but it no was, it's a new time now and here we are and we're back at the end of the thing that happened at the beginning here we are yep <laughs> I'm cur- I'm in a kerfuffle now. I don't understand wow. what he said. I'm lost. Hey, oh. welcome to the back end of yeah. the show. <laughs> How you like my my rear? Um, thanks, Garcia Birthday Band guys. Yeah, yeah, for hanging out with us and being in the studio and having an amazing we, and conversation. We, with we us. had ginger chocolate chip bread. Did we? Yeah, yeah. I want some more of that. I have some to make. Do you? I sure do. Okay, that was bomb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. you're welcome if you haven't had that you should try yeah, and it, that's, that's what I hope you all really enjoyed this conversation like we did because this again like we said was very special and they, they came to the house again there's nothing quite like getting to kind of sit down you know like break uh, pumpkin or whatever bread <laughs> the, the gingerbread <laughs> together and kind of get a hangout yeah we had coffee and, hung out on the porch and it was like, so fun and nothing cute. for nothing we we, let, we love our studio and we love when people get to come sit in it and hang out and do the interviews and, here yeah it's yeah. so much better than a zoom yes. it is really a we lot prefer better. it yeah so, and, and I just want to say to you it was really cool uh, getting to know you Murray oh, and, yeah, and Murray. also getting to see you all play together do you remember what Murray was wearing no a no simple, simple road hoodie oh, at, oh, the, at, at the, the show. show. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That was, and it was hot as fuck in Murray, there too. I can't thank you enough Soldier. for making me smile from ear to ear when I saw you were in that hot place, drumming no less with the hoodie. So Love appreciative. It. And so, then all, wait, well, one more thing too. And also, Adam and Justin, we're coming for you, man. <laughs> <laughs> we got to make this happen. And again, we know Justin well, and. Adam, it was a pleasure getting to meet you at the show at the Mission. 
and can't wait to uh, get to know you better, man. Yeah, totally. And hey, Thanks. everybody out there, April 19th, 20th, 21st, 22nd, and 23rd in Ventura, Skull and Roses Festival, coming in hot. Tickets are on sale now. There's a banner at nosimpleroad.com. If you click on the the graphic for the festival, it'll take you to a link to grab your tickets. Garcia Birthday Band is playing. Circles Around the Sun. Dark Star Orchestra. Phil Lesh and Friends. um, Melvin Seals. Melvin Seals and JGB. And a host of other amazing Grateful Dead cover bands playing that thing. And No Simple Road is going to be there. So go grab your tickets. Come hang out with us. Come hang out with the Garcia birthday band guys on hallowed grateful dead ground at the Ventura raceway. Some amazing shows happen there. And uh, that silica is infused with the vibratory elements of the grateful dead family over, over the decades. And uh, you can feel it when you walk in that place, man. So come hang out with us. And you know, and uh, next week, I don't know what's coming out yet, but I know it's going to be good. And on Monday we're coming back with another No Simple Road weekly rewind done in collaboration with the Edible Beats. And uh, yeah, how about that? 300 down, folks. Let's, wow. let's, hear, it for, let's hear it for the No Simple Road family. Yay! Yay! Yes. Yay, all of us. All right, cool. And Darwin just looked over like, what the hell? <laughs> all right, you guys. So until then, take care of each other. Yeah. Smile at a stranger. Take care of yourself. Safety third. Hydrate. And you know what? If you got a dog, take them out for walks as much as possible because just imagine being stuck in your house all the time. It would be so boring. You would start to go insane. Don't think that your dog is any different. We love you guys. We'll see you next week. Peace. tell you about the april may 2023 issue of relics magazine features a dave matthews band cover story with additional articles and interviews with the national graham nash wayne shorter alo ivan neville our friend eric krasno and stanton moore marty stewart and much more check out the latest version of relics and subscribe now at relics.com dmb thanks relics 
Hey, this is Steve Choi, host of the Musicians Guild podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Within the four walls of the Musicians Guild, we'll be discussing the habits, idiosyncrasies, experiences, and general psychology of my friends and peers, all involved with music in various capacities. Listen and subscribe at soundtalentmedia.com.